So what is an omnibus spending bill? Well, basically, it's a mating dance of deep swamp creatures. It's a type of bill in the U.S., of course, that packages together many of these smaller appropriations bills into a giant monster Borg bill that can be passed with only one vote in each house. It isn't how things used to be funded. There used to be things called budgets, well, at least up until Obama. And since the 1980s, these omnibus bills have become really popular because you can bury really controversial spending provisions deep into one massive bill, and it kind of gets dragged along because people need the spending as a whole, you know, in the way that addicts need their drug. Omnibus bills are also pretty good for veto-proofing items. So they include measures that the president would probably veto if they would be submitted on their own, but because they're part of this big, giant spending fire hose, it's less likely that it's going to... um veto it. Now, the Republicans, man, you want to see spending, particularly on social items, go up, put the Republicans in power because the Democrats are goading them on. The media is threatening them, uh, and um, they end up just going hyper nuts on spending. You can look at social spending actually goes up in government when the Republicans are in power because they're not in opposition, and they now are in control of the massive giant bus wheel of power and drive it over the unborn future taxpayers because, well, they don't Well, they don't vote, right? So that's how it works. So this is a massive omnibus spending bill. It's going to fund the government for the remainder of the fiscal year. And the price tag is the low, low price of $1.3 trillion. That's with a try to say that without your head exploding. Now, this doesn't include entitlement funding. It doesn't include payments for the interest on the U.S. debt, which continues to go up and up and up. See, Republicans, and this is a tradition that goes back all the way to Reagan, big on spending increases combined with tax cuts. See, it's one thing to cut taxes if you actually cut spending. But if you cut taxes while driving up spending, well, I think we all know where that uh, widening Y goes to. So the red ink, right, the, the, um, the deficits just for 2018 going to reach $800 billion. Dollars. That's almost a quarter of a trillion dollars, $230 billion higher than what was projected by the CBO, Congressional Budget Office, in its June 2017 10-year forecast. So the Republicans uh, control the leg- legislative and executive branches, and about a year into the Republican control of said branches of government, well, it's not far off from $2 trillion in additional debt. Uh, that's That's a lot. It took uh, over 200 years to grow U.S. debt to $1 trillion, and um, now it's been a little bit more than six months for the U.S. national debt to grow by an additional trillion dollars. Six months, well, 400 times less than 200 years. So uh, pace is accelerating. Now, the debt is going to go higher. President Trump signed in February a debt limit suspension, and that allows pretty much unlimited borrowing for the government through March 1st, 2019. And uh, the Committee for a Responsible Budget projects trillion-dollar deficits returning permanently by next year, and the debt will exceed the size of the U.S. economy within a decade. Now, this $1.3 trillion omnibus spending bill is 2,232 pages. And that's not large font, people. That's two-point squinto vision. And Congress has got to pass this by midnight Friday to avert a government shutdown which to everyone not dependent on the government sounds like a pretty good thing. 
So there's 2,232 pages. It was made public hours after House Speaker and considerably now ex-objectivist Paul Ryan, Republican from Wisconsin, of course, dashed like a reindeer through a Washington snowstorm to meet with Trump at the White House because there were concerns that Trump might have some rational mathematical and sanity-based objections to the uh, omnibus bill. And the White House has later said that the, the president has backed the legislation and uh, some of the conservative Republicans just saying this is completely insane. Now, this is important for a number of reasons. It's the last major piece of legislation that's likely to get through Congress because it's an election year. And, of course, there's been a lot of showdowns. Congress is on the brink of its third government shutdown in three months. So the details are important. Uh, first of all, there's no real money for the wall. Now, Trump did say, of course, Mexico is going to pay for the wall, so why there needs to be money for the wall remains up in the air, but there's no real money for the wall. Significant funding for Planned Parenthood. And, um, well, that's uh, quite harsh on babies, uh, particularly black babies. Do you know if you're a, a black baby conceived in America, you only have a 50% chance of making it through the abortion obstacle maze. 50% of black babies are aborted. And by the by, 60% of black girls, this is from a, a study, 60% of black girls have experienced sexual abuse at the hands of black men before reaching the age of 18. 60%. But I'm sure the real problem is still slavery. The bill does not defund sanctuary cities, otherwise known as cities that have seceded. And there is, of course, $900 million towards this gateway bridge, which is one of Chuck Schumer's pet projects. And so, yeah, it's over 2,000 pages. There's less than 24 hours to read it. But don't worry, just like Pelosi said, the bill's going to be passed. And by God, then you're going to find out what's into it. Now, this bill, of course, flies past the spending limits set by the Budget Control Act of 2011. So as it turns out, funny story, pieces of paper do not stop political addictions. Pieces of paper do not stop the transfer of trillions of dollars. Now, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat, of course, from New York, said on Wednesday night, and I quote, Every bill takes compromise, and there was plenty here, but at the end of the day, we Democrats feel very good because so many of our priorities for the middle class were included. He proudly proclaimed Thursday that the deal shows that America's, quote, end of austerity has, quote, come to an end. I guess in the alternative universe that Chuck Schumer lives in, the $9 trillion deficit during the Obama era was some kind of austerity. Now, what has he got? Well, he might get $1.6 billion for Trump for barriers along the border, but none for the new prototypes he recently visited in California. As you remember, of course, in the campaign trail, it was the um, Trump supporters who said, build prototypes for the wall, and chanted uh, over and over, build prototypes for the wall. And because we don't want anyone getting through the area where there are prototypes for the wall. And it's crazy. It's about 95 miles of border construction. Pro tip, that's less than the size of the border considerably. Levies along the Rio Grande in Texas, and uh, less than half of it is for new barriers. The rest is for repair of existing segments. The first area of construction is through a wildlife refuge, where, of course, there aren't a lot of illegals crossing. The plus is that it's federal land, so there's no eminent domain considerations. The downside is that 
wildlife will be seriously inconvenienced. But at least until Democrats, Democrats get real control of the government, wildlife is not yet eligible for welfare. But soon, I'm sure that will. So about 33 miles of new construction in the San Diego area, repair of about 60 miles of existing segments along the Rio Grande in Texas. And uh, that's not even a gesture, of course, or it doesn't mean, mean anything. Negotiators rejected Trump's goals to hire hundreds of new Border Patrol and immigration enforcement agents and sell the wall as a, a, non, a non-starter. Now, there is a rail tunnel, this, this gateway rail tunnel under the Hudson River. Naturally, that was a top priority of Chuck Schumer, but Trump said he was going to veto the bill over this particular earmark. So it's a mess. It's a giant mess. The conservative House Freedom Caucus said all 32 of its members would vote unanimously against the bill. Other highlights of the bill, $4.6 billion in total funding to fight the nation's opioid addiction epidemic. That's a $3 billion increase. Now, of course, if you had a wall, the drugs would be much less likely to flow into America. No word yet on the government's cozy relationship to the pharmaceutical industry, which also is drugging Americans by the millions. $2 billion go to strengthen school safety. There's grants for training, security measures, and treatment for the mentally ill. So this, of course, is how things work. If Broward County completely messes up trying to get the crazy shooter from shooting up the school when they have the responsibility to take care of his um, craziness and his death threats and his suicide threats, and when he calls them up and says, I think I'm crazy, I'm going to do something bad, when he, anyway, you understand. So if they completely fail to protect children, they get $2 billion. So paying people to fail and have blood on their hands, the blood of children on their hands, you get $2 billion. So that's the way that. Head Start for preschoolers gets a $610 million boost. Head Start, of course, one of its major goals is to lower the uh, inter-ethnic achievement gap. Uh, it's completely failed at that. Uh, and of course, because it has completely failed, it gets a massive increase in its uh, funding. And uh, yeah, so next year, the U.S. is looking at a deficit of somewhere between $750 million and a trillion dollars. The year after that, the estimate is well north of a trillion dollars. So yeah, checklist, you got um, Planned Parenthood gets money, Gateway Bridge gets money, trillion dollar deficit, no wall. Congressman John Yarmuth, Democrat from Kentucky, said in an interview, we got about 80% of what we were trying to get. And if you can't accept 80%, then the system can't function. So this is a Democrat saying we got about 80% of what we were trying to get. How is this not just a Hillary Clinton budget? It's hard to hard to figure out. Why are the Democrats getting 80% of what they want when the Republicans are in the majority? Now, I don't know if Trump is sort of consumed with this uh, endless uh, Mueller investigation or what, but he didn't seem to take a lot of effort in threatening to veto the bill in order to shape the passage of the bill through Congress. Uh, he did get, which he's very happy about, $700 billion for the Pentagon. Uh, Pentagon is a massive waster of money. And of course, <laughs> it's so weird to me, it's $700 billion for high-tech sophisticated weaponry when the real invasion is coming from Mexico. And if you build the wall, well, it's a lot cheaper than $700 billion and uh, would actually increase America's security far more than, I don't know, selling more arms to the Saudis and other useful things. So... 
That's crazy. I mean, the Republicans, of course, went nuts about Obama's deficit spending until such time as they got a hold of the massive floodgates of power and the giant fire hose of fiat currency, at which point they drink deep of the well. Sort of like a, a guy who, who's really railing against a particular drug dealer because he wants to take that drug dealer's place rather than because he's against the drugs at all. So the, spill, the bill prohibits funds for a concrete wall, provides funding for fencing and cameras and so on. This was all approved back in 2006, long before Trump was elected. And so the upshot of this is we have 2,243 pages of an omnibus bill for spending. Nobody will have read on it by the time they vote. And it was not written by anybody in Congress, but a bunch of politically connected lobbyists and so on. So this is the logic of the system. You know, there's this thing called the problem of the commons, where if you have a whole bunch of farmers who have sheep and cows, and they all have their own land, but in the middle, like uh, the, the spoke of a wheel, or the hub of a wheel, in the middle there's this common land. Well, everybody wants their sheep and their goats and their cows to graze on this common land. And we say, well, this is a big problem. That's why we need government. Government is the commons. Government is this common land you can take out without really having to put in. And it's so weird. I can't keep thinking about this. We all have these statements and we say power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. We all know that power corrupts, but we all are still so keen on handing more and more power to the government. Now, why are the Republicans doing this? Well, because the media will attack them, but there may be even more practical considerations. The Mueller investigation, man, I mean, that has sent a chill through the Republicans, that there is this sort of star chamber council that can just rip your life apart, uh, can destroy your finances, can uh, uh, just wreck your life. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, witnesses, one of the participants in the Mueller investigation turned out to be a convicted pedophile who was allowed to flee the country to the UAE. <laughs> just when you have somebody with virtually unlimited powers, who is able to destroy people's lives and who has the moral judgment or lack of moral judgment to allow, as a key part of the investigation, testimony from a convicted pedophile, you have a very dangerous situation in politics. And so, I mean, for all of those mad, I mean, would you really do anything different? It's not your money. It gets you a lot of praise. It gets you a lot of positive coverage. And who knows what they have on these people. Since the Awan brothers, uh, which should be one of the biggest stories, I've done a whole video on this, since they basically were surveilling massive numbers of congressional computers. So who knows what they have on these people? Who knows what the NSA has on these people? So would you really do any different to take those kinds of risks? How many people would? And this is why we need a whole new system. Come on, we all know this is uh, an absolutely terrible... You couldn't design a system that would be worse for a culture or a civilization. We need a whole new system. Now, the interesting thing that for me, and I've made this case for many, many years, the system is no system. The system is no system. People always say, well, we've got this terrible set of rules. This small group of people have near infinite power over currency, over law, over violence, over incarceration, and that's bad. So what we need is different people with the same power or powers configured in some different manner or pieces of paper designed to stop bullets, which they don't. How about no system? No system. How about true freedom? How about a free society? Because this just reinforces the basic fact. 
So you can have rules in your society, or you can have rulers in your society, but you cannot have both. <laughs>